Do you think your kids are going to be attractive? My kids are going to be fucking ugly, bro. That's why I'm trying to look for the <laughs> like the, the perfect <laughs> something to just balance the whole thing. Yeah, out. for sure. One thing, one thing I th- I think I mean, okay, it's going to sound really horrible, huh. but like um I don't mind dating a girl that I'm thinking, okay, like I'm kind of settling right now, looks-wise. Sure. But there is no fucking way I'm having kids with somebody I, I feel like I'm settling with, looks-wise. Oh, okay. Because I don't think... I don't oh, think wait, no, someone you're settling with, looks-wise? I thought you were going to ditch the whole looks thing and be like, I'm not having kids with someone I'm not. I'm settling with, like, personality-wise. Oh, no, personality. The personality is always there, right? Sure. That's the okay. thing. But, like, I can date a person just for their personality. There's no fucking way I can marry someone just for their... Like, have kids with someone just for their just personality. For the, okay. Because, like, I know. I know big facts. Yeah. I'm not the the prettiest dude around, okay? Sure. <laughs> I'm fine with that. But I don't want my kids to, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know I want my kids to go through the same insecurities. <laughs> the same <thing> you <laughs> exactly. Dude, uh, um, shall we introduce it? Uh, uh, I mean, bro, swear to God, you could have just kept it going. I was no, going to bring but, it back in eventually. No, but just <laughs> at, some point, at some point, we got to say, hey, guys. I mean, yeah, that's exactly where I was going to go with this. But fuck it, bro. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Episode this is 13. episode 13. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! L- lucky number thirteen. Yeah. Unlucky number thirteen. I never thought about that. Is this gonna be a bad episode? It's probably gonna be a horrible one. Yeah, it's gonna be. Damn I'll try to steer it that way. What? Sure, <laughs> sure. We'll so, look back to the podcast. Uh, hope you had a good week. Yeah. Aziz and I've had a pretty uneventful week, honestly. Yeah. Like what? You got a couple. You got an exam, a midterm, in a couple. Of I days. have a mid. I have a midterm in a couple of days, yeah. and I have my presentation that killer, uh, killer, the killer. bullshit presentation <laughs> bullshit on Friday for sure. Yes, man. By Is the this way. Friday? Yeah, yeah, next Friday. So basically, oh, next Friday, yeah. Okay, so sure. that that will be what the fifth of March. I yeah, don't know. dude. Big facts. Um, so for that present pre- presentation, yeah, I was. Uh, so I, th- I there was a big misunderstanding mm-hmm. in the sense that they said so the the teacher set it up as we have ten minutes, uh, each. Yeah. Um, and so we're like ten people presenting ten minutes, hundred minute presentation. So I was like, okay, for one slide. On a PowerPoint, I'm going to have to talk for 10 minutes. So I did my research, I prepared, and I already rehearsed like in my mind. And I was like, okay, I'm going to kill it, right? Yeah. Bullshit presentation. But then, because remember last time I said, it's probably 40 seconds per person. But then sure. I looked at it, I was like, oh, no, it's 10 minutes. Like, it can't be just 40 seconds. That's so, yeah. too easy. So what? So you have 10 minutes now? But then we went on the meeting with the team. Yeah. And I told them, like, okay, guys, I'm ready for 10 minutes. How about you? And they said, no, dude, it's actually 10 minutes per group. So it's 40 seconds. So we're back to that so again. Okay. <laughs> so now I'm going to try to cram as much content in 40 seconds. Sure. As well, where, which is absolutely not the thing I like to do generally. I like yeah. really extending. Take your time with take it. Take your time. Yeah. Bullshit as much. Mm. Drop a joke here and there, you know. Basically lose their attention halfway. Exactly. They don't notice how bad. Like it started, it starts with, okay, we're presenting a company and ends with me doing stand up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And I get rated for that. Stop calling it. Like last time I called it stand up. You called that. We, we need to stop calling it that. We're not that fucking funny. No, I know I'm not that fucking funny, <laughs> but it's still very much so feels like stand up when you're presenting yeah, something. Because yeah, yeah. like you're reaching to the audience, you know, pointing and right, right. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? Like interactivity and shit. You start heckling people and shit. For sure. Really Actually, no, you did that once in English. Oh, I heckled you. Yes. Oh, shit. Come to think of it. Oh, yes. No, that's not how heckling works. But I yeah. Guess, like, yeah. But you kind of did you. feel like heckling. Like you called me out for no yeah, reason. I remember in English. Like presentation about um what something and then you start talking about levi, levi jeans, jeans and you just something. went at me and i'm like bro i wasn't even whole... that good so i can't even like talk back so i'm like <laughs> so i just took it like probably, a bitch probably why i went for you not gonna lie you know <laughs> you no, <laughs> just Ugh. an easy target yeah um, for sure yeah, easy yeah. game the first thing we said about kids um yeah so about kids listen yeah. growing up right 
couple of insecurities here and there. That's fine, right? Everybody yeah. has that. Bound to happen. Bound to happen. But there are a couple of insecurities that I really firmly believe that it's it's it becomes baggage at some point. Because normally, I feel like most people grow out of their insecurities, right? Yeah. Like around 12, 13, you start realizing there is a hierarchy in this world, <laughs> yeah. right? And kids are really ruthless yeah, about it. And shield. so you start feeling bad. And so you start looking for validation. Mm-hmm. And that's fine because you know your brain isn't developed yet so like you make stupid dumb decisions and so you go out of your way to seek out validation but then as you grow out of it that doesn't exist anymore and Mm -hmm. so some insecurities disappears but some of them they stay and that creates baggage and to me the two that really stuck yeah not not for me but like the two that feels like always stick one is body image issues Mm -hmm. and two is eating disorders right sure and both are linked and like I'm not going to make, I'm hella convinced my kids can't be ugly. Like I'm not giving them that body image issue, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's going to last. And so <laughs> I can't marry. Like if I think of myself as a five, yeah. I can't marry less than a five. I mean, come on. I get that. Like, like my kids are starting from the bottom. If that happens. <laughs> you got to even it out pretty much. Yeah. And looks and looks shouldn't matter in a, in a utopia, yeah, looks should yeah, not matter. Yeah, sure. But boy, do they matter, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we talked about this. Like, the privilege you give to pretty people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I straight up I am aware of, like, when, I, when a pretty chick comes up to me and she asks me whatever kind of question, talks to me, and just walks up to me, I know that I give her a different kind of respect. <laughs> you give her a different kind of like, attention. Absolutely. I'm, I'm like, yeah, my time is yours. My time, attention, whatever you need right now. I got you. What's up? Like, yeah, bro. <laughs> no, I'm, I completely agree with you in the sense that, bro, I I know that if I worked in some kind of position like HR or like if I was a waiter or something, yeah. I would be way funnier or way more focused if somebody good looking talked to me <laughs> instead of like an ugly person for sure. And so, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And it's so like generally, I mean, there, there's this thing that I, I don't the know halo when, effect? when the first time I heard this. But that like people like interacting with pretty people. Yeah, that's the halo effect. You kind of associate great. Yeah, you kind of associate. Apparently, uh, uh, unco- subconsciously, you associate great traits sure. to pretty people. Sure. So you think they're more interesting or mm. funny yeah. or whatever. And so you want to interact with them way more yeah. than with an ugly person, which is really which... not true. Because I feel I don't know. Listen, bro. In after this COVID I, I pandemic, I just realized this is gonna get us canceled like real quick because like. Uh, Okay, go. No, <laughs> I'm t- what I'm trying to say is, uh, after like previous to COVID, you know, you go through the motions, you go through life, and that's kind of it, yeah. and you just see life go by you. Uh, Sounds really s- life s- go by you. Yeah, Damn, yeah, bro, it really. You just, you're life, just Damn, look. Man. Okay, Driver look. Where, you'll see where I'm going. But then once COVID hit, we ca- we kind of were forced to all take a break from the world for yeah. for like almost a year now. Yeah. Okay, and so it gave everybody the time to assess. Reassess, a lot of stuff and yeah. the way we qualify is like it started to get meta for us <laughs> it <laughs> started getting meta of this whole thing? it's got it started getting way too self-aware yeah, yeah right yeah. and that is i feel like that's not just for us it's f- for everybody yeah. they got a bit more self-aware they realized a lot of things and now some of the bro like breaking the illusion from the matrix that's kind of how i feel about things now in the world i feel like in, over the last year i've learned so much about myself and mm. about my interactions with other human beings yeah. that i kind of know now where i'm going with most things which is why i also say like that every interaction is a performance yeah. at this stage right and we kind of agree on that and what i'm saying is now 
over the last year, I've really thought about it. And it's like, yeah, you give more, like, you get you give more um, value to like pretty human beings. But now I feel like that effect wore off because after a year, I'm like, okay, this is something I realized, and yeah. I'm not. I'm I'm really bullshitting. I'm still getting <laughs> a pretty girl talks to me, bro, I mean, for sure. On a, on a serious note, we're evaluating your biases, right? Yeah. Like you you went through COVID, realized. I mean, I don't even have the um, opportunity to fucking interact with that many pretty people in the first place. Yes, sir. I mean, you know, besides the people in your immediate surroundings. Yeah, and even I mean, and even then. Also, uh, while I'm at it, yeah, I would just wanted to say. One thing also about COVID that w- people had to reassess is like the value of other people in their lives. Sure. So over the last year, you know, you kind of, because of the, the lack of contact, like with hum- other human beings, which yeah. is really sad, um, you kind of, I don't know, I've heard a lot that this Valentine's Day, the one that just went by, this was like one of the Valentine's Day Valentine's Days where people really, really went out of their way to tell people how much they truly appreciate them and they um, value them and everything because now they like oh you don't know the wor- how much something is worth until you lose it yeah. that kind of thing yeah. well people have been really realizing that mm. as of recently yeah. and so everybody went out of their way to express their feelings and finally open up more and more on times where you're supposed to go the extra mile I suppose yeah, yeah. and to that extent bro yesterday was my mom's birthday oh yeah okay and so happy birthday to your mom thanks bro um <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. But like yesterday, it was one of those days where I'm like, no, you know what? Normally, okay, in my household, we don't celebrate birthdays. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, happy birthday, happy birthday. End of story. When's the last time you got a gift for your birthday from your parents? From my parents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've refused gifts from my parents for the last three years. Refused? Oh, okay. Yeah. Three years? Okay, that's Yeah, bad. for the last three years, I've, sure. I've asked them to not just, to not give me, because also cool. there's this, I think we've talked about when we did the episode with Salim, like you learn to see your parents age gracefully oh, yeah, I remember and you that. appreciate yeah. them for their presence mm. and honestly i just like one of the main key drivers in my life is i really want to make my parents proud and i really don't want to be a burden to them mm-hmm. but the burden part is more important than not than making them proud yeah like if i had like if if they if i could make them proud but like i don't know if i do something but it's gonna you know be taxing on their mental health or mm-hmm. whatever or i'm under doing undergoing any project I wouldn't do it because I can't watch them feel any type of discomfort Yeah. as of now. Mm-hmm. And so um, in that same sense, I just, I always feel like if I ever get anything from my parents, that's not, you know, prerequisite. Like, for example, I'm, I'm blessed enough to have my parents pay for my tuition fees yeah. for university. You know, being an international student, mm-hmm. can't really get a loan, can't get a grant from the state, can't do anything. So mm-hmm. they have to pay for that. And I unfortunately don't have a job. And so beyond that, I really don't want to feel like I have to cost any extra expense to my parents. And that's why, for real, the birthday thing, I haven't had a gift from them in a while, and I just don't want it. They've asked me. Last time, I remember my dad for my birthday was like, yeah, you've been talking about wanting Yeezys for a while. Let me get them for you. And I was like, I really do not want, like, I want to buy the Yeezys for myself. Mm. I don't want you to get them for me. Just for, I don't want you to waste. That's the word I use. I don't want you to waste any money on me. I feel like everything is just a vacuum. It's a it's a dark <laughs> hole. Like if you give me money, I'll just siphon oh. it out. And so I don't want you to do that. Like yeah. g- give it to my little brother. Yeah. Give it to my sister. Yeah. I'm I don't feel deserving of it. For real. I it's a bit of the older brother syndrome also. I don't know what that is. Uh, I mean yeah. I am an older brother, but I'm But like you're the middle the, child. Yeah, I'm yeah. Middle child, yeah. And so you don't I for me I always feel like I'm the one who's supposed to you not know, carry 
a bit of the load for the family because mm -hmm. I'm the eldest one, you know? Yeah. And so you get to a certain age where there is clearly, um, how do I explain this? There is this, so the hierarchy was very simple growing up. It's two and three, two parents, three kids. Yeah. Right. But now it feels like I'm an honorary parent okay. in my house. Okay. And it's like, okay, it's my parents plus me taking care of the other two. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't got the capital, but I got, I'm here for you if you need <laughs> me. True. Like, I'm always here talking to my little bro, giving mm. him advice and everything. And I just, that's, that's the position I really want to set myself up for the rest of my life. Mm. And, and so very long explanation to why gifts, not a thing uh, okay. uh, for me. But yeah, I said, so it's my, it's my mom's birthday. Yeah. Again, happy birthday, mom. Love you to death. <laughs> the goat. Yesterday That's I posted dope. on my Insta story, man. I said, uh, yo, the goat oh, of right. moms just I turned. I did see this. Yeah, mm. I said the goat of moms just turned 25 yesterday I, again. Yeah. And this is where you see kind of the, um, not discrepancy, but, and not ignorance, but the, 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 the gap in age and, and lingo where okay. goat Obviously means greatest of all time. Sure. But to my mom, that makes no sense. <laughs> okay. And so she texts me. She's like, did you just call me a fucking animal, dude? <laughs> that actually happened yesterday. And I was like, no, bro. Greatest of all time. She's like, bro, yeah, I don't yeah. care. Oh, like the take people that down. <laughs> take that down. <laughs> don't fucking call me a goat. <laughs> and I was like, okay, sure, sure. But yeah. So in the same sense that you get to appreciate people more now because of COVID, I haven't seen my family in six months. And yeah. so mom love you miss you a lot and uh happy birthday again one more time and uh, i can't wait i can't wait if it wasn't for covid i would have really loved to do an episode with her like that's one yeah, thing my sister my mom and my dad my brother is way too young but mm. i really would like to have those three on a podcast at some time yeah the same way that you have salim yeah and you're like i want to play off that family bond yeah, yeah yeah i know my mom's the funniest person i know I know my dad is basically me, but more interesting stories. Uh -huh. And I know my sister is, my sister reps the Muslimic society of East London better than anybody else. <laughs> and so I, having her on the podcast would just be also hilarious because mm. she got, she got great, great stuff to tell. Yeah. And so, yeah, if it weren't for COVID, I'd probably have her on her birthday for like the podcast. Mm -hmm. And it would be like having her on would be absolutely killer. And so, Yeah. Shout out mom. Um, <laughs> shout out moms. Yeah. Shout out moms. Hell yeah. Going the use of fake teeth. You know what? If you have a mom, tell them you appreciate <laughs> them. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, no. Let's, for real, man. But um, like, yeah. Major appreciation. Uh, Definitely. I don't know why we're still in an appreciation phase, but like, yeah. Not always, bro. It's the year of the ox. You get true, to appreciate. True, true if, if you can text your, your friends with them, good morning. King yeah. sees the day. Also tell that to your parents, bro. <laughs> for real. Facts. Kings, true goats. True. And, um, yeah, so that was the section about appreciating family. We're nice, done with that. Nice, nice. Okay, I did my do. I did my, <laughs> I did my, did my part. Now, uh, where I want to go with, um, I wanted to go about, I wanted to talk about something else. Yes, dude. So yesterday I mm. saw something on TikTok that kind of triggered me. Yeah. Big time. And it was, okay, here's how I'm going to set it up. This kid, um, was um i think okay so this kid just basically looks for people who post quote-unquote racist stuff on social media okay and then plays his whole uh fbi 
play. Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. We'll get back to that in a second. Because <laughs> like, back to that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I have to talk yeah, about sure. Detective Pikachu in a bit. But this kid would basically, yeah, play the whole FBI. Bro, I've I've watched his videos. His videos. His investigation goes next level. Okay. Uh, imagine you see somebody post something, mm. and clearly they don't have their names. Their email, their official email. You can't figure out their actual identity yeah, yeah, on yeah. social media. He will actually find that person's identity, and then he will report this stuff to the company, and they will fire him. And I'm like, I see where you're going with this. Mm-hmm. You, you're calling out racist stuff. Sure. But also, I'm just, aren't you just fucking tired of people trying to play social justice vigilantes? Like, that's, that's just cancel culture on another level. Yeah. Like I you get canceled culture for celebrities, right? Sure, that makes sense. You're like sense. you guys have to sense. have a brand. You, it's PR, right? Mm, mm. You can't so, ha, all of your life and all of your earnings mm-hmm. and all of your career yeah. is based on how much people actually give a shit about you, sure. right? Celebrity, yeah. Yeah. So being relevant in a good way is very important and although they say oh no such thing as bad publicity, I beg to differ cancel culture really showed us that it's really not the case. Sure. Um but for the regular really know, people, but okay. Hmm? Recently, I just saw this case about. Have you seen the whole Gina Carano thing? No. Okay. Uh, Tell me about pff, it. I, I can't specifically. Okay, essentially, Gina Carano's kind of been getting flack from like. No, some, I don't know who Gina. What okay, Gina Carano is this um, ex MMA fighter. I think she used to be maybe a UFC champion. She was a great fighter back in the day. Okay. And then she started acting in movies. So she was in like Haywire and Fast and Furious and whatever. Recently, she's been in the. A la Ronda Rousey. Like that, that, so basically Ronda yeah, Rousey. Yeah, like a Ronda Rousey, but okay. like Gina Carano was doing this before her, right? Okay. And Gina Carano is now bigger in movies, I would even say. So she was in the last two seasons of The Mandalorian mm-hmm. as like one of the main supporting characters. And for years, has been kind of getting flack for being a Republican, pretty much. Like some of her statements have not gone off, gone off the best way. Mm-hmm. Essentially, people haven't received it the best way. Yeah. Um, and recently, I think she compared being a Republican to being a Jew during the Holocaust. I think essentially that is what happened. Look this up for yourselves um, just to be sure about the details. But essentially that is what she did. So people were like, uh, it wasn't even hashtag cancel Gina Carano or like hashtag fire Gina Carano. Exactly the same thing. But this was like a a current statement, right? So basically they were like fire Gina Carano. And yeah, Star Wars, Disney, fire Gina Carano. She's off the Mandalorian. She's done, right? Mm -hmm. Completely severed ties with her. Mm -hmm. But Gina Carano, because I'm trying to do the whole um, bad publicity isn't necessarily... No such thing as bad, bad publicity. This, yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, basically, she got canceled, got fired, lost that job. Uh, she posted on her Instagram or whatever, came out publicly and was like, yo, fuck that. We're, we're not going to let the haters get us down or whatever. Yeah. And then signed a deal with, um, I think, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> to Typical. Be, I, I, don't, I don't know what kind of show or something that they're doing. I think she was just on his podcast recently talking. Um, but yeah, not Gina Carano. Like for example, just really uh, capitalized on on this whole well, fucking thing. Well, like I mean, she twisted it but and the now same, she's okay, okay, to a but that's I, okay. My counter argument for that would be that she would probably rather have the job in the Mandalorian than I actually mean, do this. So at the end of the day, if she had to take it all back, you know, and I don't not, think so. That's the thing, because like, if, is okay, it? Because like, because maybe because it, it frees way, right? up her. Like now she's a spokesperson, I guess. See, that's the thing, because like for a while, you, you, I said she'd been getting negative feedback for a while, right? Yeah. She w- she should have considered that it, it, eventually this was gonna spiral into something a bit bigger. Might like she felt she felt like she was a virus for a minute in in that in the a whole, virus because uh, you know how Hollywood is very much so pro 
you know, liberal, left, whatever. And so the producer of the public. Yeah, yeah. So she'd be she's kind of the virus in that system. Right. Like she probably would at some point she will be expelled from it. Right? Okay. That's yeah, that's what sure. that's what okay. I meant. Sure. It's just the you, I get the virus thing, but just the word virus calling someone a virus. Just sounds, oh, no, 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 no. Not, it, not, not it, in that sense. It just feel like just at some me. point, like she but has sure. to get expelled. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah sure, sure, sure. Like that makes sense to me. Right. Um, And exactly like she'd been doing that. And so it made sense that eventually if there's an expiration this, date to her. There's going to be some consequences to yeah. what she's doing. Right. But she kept going with it and she always kept up that whole going strong fuck the haters vibe. yeah so essentially like right now i see this as entirely a play right like she not i'm not saying now she, she feels liberated because now she can she now she's like actually a spokesperson yeah. right like yeah. now she will basically feed off the hate people have yeah. to have another community you know support her i guess yeah people. like like think about it this way like gina carano to that community is a um she was a martyr wronged. she was wronged right yeah, like she's a martyr gina, that's what i'm saying she's like she's a, she, she's a martyr yeah, sure. yeah like for their cause right now gina carano's a big figure right so i think in that circle for example bad publicity isn't always bad right like she's just big in that yeah i was she's thinking i was thinking more go yeah if you look at the complete timeline of it yeah, yes yeah, no yeah, such thing as bad sure, publicity sure. but i was saying in a set and like if you look at it, it at a certain uh on just on a like from a specific scope, from like the accepted in mainstream media kind of thing, bad publicity, like it is, is still bad publicity. It's not publicity. Sure. Like I in look the at the immediacy of it, sure. Like for example, I'll use like the extremists of extremes, Kevin Spacey. Okay. In yeah, the sense Kevin that, yeah, Spacey. you sure. know, bad stuff happened. That's it. Like he tried to play that whole video of him doing Frank Underwood. Oh God. That is one of the cringiest. Shit. Yeah. He keeps doing it. I think he did it like three, three years in a row or something. But I, th- I think but that's like, a different thing, right? Like because yeah, that's that's an extreme because th- that's that's a felony. That's but a, I, I don't mean it in the extreme of it oh, being sorry. a felony. It's all good. Um, I don't mean it in the extreme of it being a felony. I mean in the sense that Kevin Spacey is a uh, it was a past thing that happened, right? Yes. So you get canceled for that, and it's like there is no atoning for that today because it was already done thirty yes. years ago. So now we're just gonna do just cut you off right like we don't know how to deal with you mm-hmm. so just we're just gonna go sever ties. exactly sever ties like that's enough punishment for you yeah. exile fuck off we mm-hmm. don't need to deal with you but someone who's dealing with a current issue mm-hmm. right like that is when i think bad publicity can always fucking bring something in right that is true that is true it is it's like if, even, if, 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 even if we go for the very uh, cliche typical if we talk about logan paul yeah and the japan incident right and the dead body in the woods i i i actually we argued no no we i told on I said on the podcast, I don't know how many episodes ago, but that mm. must have been like five, six episodes ago. That sure. I think that's the most important video to ever come out on YouTube because that that okay. was as much bad publicity was. It was mm. such good publicity for YouTube. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it was the beginning of the redemption arc for Logan Paul. Yeah. But that's also another thing I mean, for YouTube celebrities is really celebrities like YouTube or internet stars. Sure. It's always the same cycle. It's mm-hmm. like we all love him. Let's bring him down. Let's redeem him, right? Every everyone has kind of the same arc. And yeah, Logan yeah, Paul, yeah. by the way, might be the one who actually perfected it yeah. the most because he went like, from oh we love him like Vine, right? Twenty fourteen Logan Paul, mm-hmm. you're I don't know fourteen sixteen year old. You're like okay, that's sure. that's that's pretty fun. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he was Good popular content. on Vine, so yeah, people yeah. loved him on Vine. And then him and Jake Paul became annoying. Sure, it we culminated, YouTube days. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. culminated in 2017. We found a dead body in the woods. Sure. We're like, okay, we're fed up with that. Yep. And also, at some point, like, this was lasting. Like, people hated the Paul brothers for a while. And it's, and when Logan decided to start his whole boxing thing, 
he people still weren't big fans of Logan Paul. Yeah, a lot no. of people were like, "Logan Gang, that's kind of cringe." Mm-hmm. You know, Maverick. I was. I think I was still cringing I, back. I in the day. I cringe. I cringe up to the second KSI fight. I didn't fuck with Logan Paul, but then, at some point, I was on TikTok and he posted a TikTok of like how his last week's been going. Yeah, and I was like, "Yo, my guy has an awesome. He's going through awesome stuff. Uh, like <laughs> no shit stuff. Yeah, he's going through <laughs> awesome stuff, and so." He's like having an awesome week. Let me check his content. So I check his vlog, his podcast, yeah. and I'm like, "Yo, this is really good, it's really great. good." And it's around the same time I think I saw him having Riley Reed on the podcast, and I was like, "Oh, okay. so that was early, early days." No, no, no but I saw. I didn't say oh, he released okay, okay, it then, okay, yeah, but I sure. saw him. I was like, "Oh, he's reaching to another level of audience now. He's not. He's much more mature. Good, his yeah. podcast is more interesting. Mm. Mike Malak's on there. Yeah. Shout out Mike Malak. Dude, Mike Malak's book is being turned into a movie. I can't believe we have a group chat. Mm. Like four of us talking about the podcast, right? Yeah. And we just put up topics that we, the shit that's interesting or funny or whatever. And I can't believe that no one fucking talked about Mike Malak's book, like being made into a movie. That's like so Mike, man. I, I fuck with Mike Malak. I think, I think, I think he's the heart of the podcast because yeah, he's the it. one who's got... The good stuff, you know, the mm. good takes and shit. But I couldn't believe when Logan Paul said he was going to move to Puerto Rico, man. Because I, for a second there, didn't think Mike was going to go with him. But now. But hell yeah, he <laughs> is. Bro, Mike's going to OT big time. Damn, bro. Don't fucking. <laughs> like, okay, I thought about it this way. How, how fucking. <laughs> bro. Don't, don't, don't. A crack addict going back to. It wasn't crack. Uh, No, it was crack. It was crack. I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. Actually, I don't, I'm not, not too crack. sure. I don't. I don't. Fuck I'm not. I'm not too sure. But he was a drug addict. That's that's uh, what dr- mattered. Sure. And so, and he relapsed a couple of times. Finally, quit that. Made a personality out of it. And now he just broke up with Lana Rhodes. So. Yeah, yeah. Look, the Lana Rhodes thing is over now. So Puerto Rico, like. He's so Puerto Rico, <laughs> on the fucking way, bro. He's, he's not ready for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. No, the yeah. biggest relapse ever. <laughs> uh, God, dude, this is gonna be. Going and I want to say we love to see it for content, but like, but no, no, I want to see Mike I win. See. Bro, I, I, this is so good. I don't fucking like this whole... Because, okay, I'm not going to lie. Like, um, one of my favorite things... Okay, obviously, Mike's whole thing from the beginning of, like, when I found out who Mike was, was Sadim doing the whole... He will find a way to, to turn talk anything about his, about his addiction. His right? addiction, yeah. Like, any time, that's how it's going to happen. I was like, all right, cool. And then I started listening to the guy. I noticed it. I thought that was funny. And mm-hmm. then you start listening to him some more, and you're like, he's actually a pretty interesting, insightful, and thoughtful guy. Right, so I watched um, the episode where he talks about his story and everything, mm-hmm. and his story's been like rough, right? Yeah. Like a really rough story of like drug addiction, and mm-hmm. he has a lot to say about that. So I just I, I don't want to come off as insensitive saying dude's gonna fucking relapse going to Puerto Rico, but like dude's gonna go into like a a place where he's gonna have the best fucking time. Yeah, right. Like COVID's about to end. Okay, you know what? Announcement. Announcement. Just, Big announcement. Right. Fucking COVID's gonna end, man. Yes. Twenty first of June. First. The UK is going to open back up and it's supposed to be COVID free. The man Bojo himself said, fuck it, man. We're going to be celebrating on June 21st and maybe that's going to be it, right? So Mike Malak moves to Puerto Rico. COVID out, bro. Imagine that life. Mike's going to be on top of it every step of the way. But, but dude, <laughs> he's gonna be the low pick me up every once in a bro, while. Bro, he's gonna he's gonna he's need gonna be going. Yeah, hungry. he's gonna need some coke to like keep up with the. I really wish I don't. I wish him well, man. Honestly, because yes, it's he's one of the he's one of okay. He's kind he's kind of a class A jerk in terms of like human beings. That's generally how I define every single person in sure, LA. Sure, just bias. I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I can't stand. I always feel like every person who's famous, like internet celebrity who lives in LA, class A jerk. Right, he's gotta be. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you you gotta be right. Sure. Like I, I, I the thing is when we think social media celebrity L.A. life being a jerk, I just think of 
Lele Pons. For sure. That, like OG Lele Pons, Amanda Cerny beef. I was like, I'm not on the yeah. Lele Pons board. So yeah, yeah, I totally get and it. And so, like, but, but now I'm like, you, you know what? I love like be a bit of a dick to George on the podcast. Like I remember. I also like, oh, I would, I would, Mac, I would so be a dick to George now. What? I, I never liked his George's voice. Hilarious. I never liked, nah, I love, I, I don't like him. But also, like I said, I would like to see Mike win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Post breakup. Uh, that's the thing. Also, now that you mentioned, I'm going to go back by the way on the, no such thing as bad publicity in a second, but yeah, sure. also would like to point out, you said, yeah, COVID is probably going to be over in, yeah, right? in the 21st of June. And honestly, we love to see it because mm. it's been a while and there's nothing like putting an end date on something. Like when they tell you you have exams at the end of the year, you're like, okay, the year is going to last a long time. Yeah. But when they tell you your exam is on the 6th of June, you're like, you're like, okay, countdown till the 6th of June. Yeah. That's it, mm-hmm. right? Putting a time and a date and time on, on on stuff really makes you much not necessarily focused, but much more aware of how far is it. Yeah, right? I think I'd already talked about this whole like not being able to see past deadlines type yes. of thing, right? So June twenty first, I have That's my life my, until June twenty first. For, for example, for me, like I'm post. like okay, um, trying to lose weight yeah. until like by the time COVID ends, mm-hmm. I was like okay, I have time, I have time. Now I'm like okay. June 21st. June 21st. That's the deadline. Announcement. That's the deadline. Four months. I have 10 kilos to lose by June 21st. That's my plan. That's the date. And honestly, look, I've given so much shit to the UK government for being assholes about their COVID COVID protocols. Because, like, they they really fucked it up big time. Uh, They started with the whole... um, what was it last April? It was uh, herd immunity. That didn't work. Shout out to yeah, the people. Shout out to the thing. researchers from Imperial College who actually um, were consul- the consultants to the government. They that gave that uh, idea. Yeah, the bro. herd immunity thing. Yeah, yeah, herd immunity. Like, yeah, bro, just leave schools open so a... kids can catch it, but oh, like close right. shops and whatever, so we can control how many people will have COVID, and so people will get herd immunity. Control. That fucked over the country to the tune of like. Two trillion, mm. okay. In terms of the the money they lost, if yeah. they controlled it correctly, then it might have been better. But shout out Imperial, my alma mater. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Imperial for fucking us over big time. Um, just like how it fucked me over. I'm not gonna get into that. Yeah. But also, yeah. At some point, we're like, okay, we're kind of finally over COVID around July, August. Yeah, there last was the year. July, August. I was, I, oh my. And I wasn't in the UK, yeah. but I was in Abu Dhabi. In Abu Dhabi, it kind of felt like, okay, we reached. On my birthday, 19th mm. of May, Sure. by the way, um, don't forget to send me happy birthday, guys. Like, <laughs> on that day, don't fucking... Yeah, yeah, I'm planning yeah. it three months ahead. So, sure. on 19th of May, I remember, that was like peak, peak... That was like the end of uh, Ramadan mm. last year. And that was the day we got a thousand, which is very super tiny number in comparison to other countries. But in the UAE, that was the record for most uh, COVID patients declared in a day. A thousand? A thousand. Okay. Uh, I think it was like nine seventy two actually, but it doesn't matter. Sure. And and I was like, oh man, it keeps getting higher and higher. We're breaking records every day. Mm-hmm. But then actually after that day, it started getting lower. Yeah, you handled it great. Yeah, lower, 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 and I'm like, okay, um, we're finally seeing, like we're finally getting past this COVID problem. Sure. And gym started to open in mm-hmm. July. Yep. Um. We could finally meet up with people outside, and you're like, okay, this is gonna Life work. Went back to but then, you know, it hit us back in um, during uh, during fall, fall, yeah, and it was horrible. 
and it culminates into like three lockdowns. The third lockdown the in the UK, yeah. Yeah, second and third. Second in yeah, November. Second and then, and, yeah, second and third. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, oh my God. Because one of the things, I got this flat uh, for a reason. I was yeah. like, I love this area, right? Sure, yeah. Spitalfields Market and everything. It's right next to me. Mm. The barbershop, the only barbershop I go to in London sure. is literally downstairs, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, okay, this is the perfect spot, but then everything closes and I'm like, I'm not really maximizing any kind of... Um, I want to say pleasure, but that sounds so weird. Like I'm maxi- like any utility, sure. full economics. Like my utility is really not maximized <laughs> by living here now because of lockdown. But finally, we're we're almost past that. Yeah, and it's just a pleasure. Hell yeah. To think, yeah, for once the UK government that this lockdown worked. It really worked. We yeah, went from sixty k to like eight k yeah. per day. Vaccinations great. Seventeen point mm-hmm. seven million people vaccinated. Yeah. Um, they're almost done vaccinating people above 50 and okay i'm not going to i'm not a scientist i don't know a lot about this but from what i understand if you vaccinate people who have breathing issues and, and or are over 50 years old here in the uk sure. you basically get rid of the problem because sure. 99% of the hospitalizations are for those people mm-hmm. and 95% of deaths yeah. are for those people now every death is a tragedy but also like stalin said like what? a million deaths is We're a statistic. now? Yeah, I mean... What just the fuck? Happens? Because he said, like, a, the death of one is a tragedy, the death of a million is a stat. Yeah, I've heard right? that. Okay. And so in the same sense, you cannot, like, you're not you're quantifying it by numbers. You're like, okay, ha- like, yes, every death is horrible. But at the end of the day, you'd rather have 100 people dying from COVID yeah. than 1,000 people dying from COVID, sure. right? So in that same sense, if you could only vaccinate one part of the population, well, those that represent 95 percent of deaths and 99 percent of hospitalizations those are the most important ones mm-hmm. right in the same way that me or you could if we have covid we could die yeah. sure but the chances of us needing a hospital bed or dying from covid are substantially lower than those of an eight-year-old or somebody with asthma or somebody who's like a, a, an essential worker mm-hmm. somebody works for the nhs so the fact that they've almost vaccinated all these people that's great stuff it's great stuff. It's you, great stuff. Yeah, bro, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. No, committed as fuck, bro, because you hear Canada has been like super slow with their shit. Seriously? Yeah. That's unexpected of Canada. So unexpected. Yeah. For, yeah. And Quebec's been really bad with that. Also, who else has been horrible? Um, <laughs> The first week in France, that was killer, man. Cause, you mean the first week of COVID? No, the first week of vaccination, oh, okay. of the vaccination program in France was too funny because mm-hmm. Macron was like, okay, we're vaccinating as many, like hopefully by March we'd vaccinate millions and millions. Yeah. And they look at the first week of vaccination and I think they vaccinated like 5,000 people. <laughs> and Macron was fuming and I'm like, what? yeah, that's horrible. So, credits to Bojo for once. Don't really fuck with the dude, but like took it on the chin. I As up, he said. I'm so not going to give him credit anyway. <laughs> he's he's, he's, no, he's for, just the guy who had to fucking announce it, man. I don't give a shit. Listen, Say, it's, it's, tell me, tell, tell me that's wrong. Tell no, me no, I, I agree. I agree with you. I don't like politicians in general because they're just spokespeople sure. for for everybody else, right? Like that's that's the 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 in the same way that we said hedge funds. You yeah, think yeah, about yeah. the billionaires, whatever. Yeah, yeah. By the end of the day, the people have the money. Yeah. In the same way, yes, the people and also companies have the power. They're the ones. For example, in the U.S., the Dodger Stadium, uh, yeah. that's a vaccination place. Cool. Uh, Walmart. Cool. Big corporations are going out of their way. They're the ones providing the the um, the locale sure. to you know vaccinate sure. people because the government can't do yeah can't can't do yeah. as much yeah, yeah. if you don't have if the private sector doesn't want to help. And so yes, in that way, 
politicians are just spokespeople for like corporations and supposedly mm-hmm. people, but really not. Just they're spokespeople for the private sector. But at the very least, I'll take every single win I can get. Mm-hmm. And so the f- for once, I'll just you know what, good job, I guess, on this one. Yeah, and sure. Just like I'll, I'll give it a good job. It's just I look at it the same way as like I look at the states right now you know how i uh remember when we saw uh biden came into office and we talked about the whole well he just kind of did all the stuff people wanted for years all of a sudden right and you can't really congratulate an administration for doing that right yeah and what i've been seeing recently from the biden administration or i guess just the u.s yeah i guess you could call it the u.s the u.s government yeah yeah sure i didn't mean it like yeah but sure um the u.s government go against trump now after the four years that he's been in office, like all of a sudden we're like, oh, we're going to get to see Trump's, Trump's taxes and shit, you know, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. I don't look at that and think, oh, finally, like, look at this administration doing the right shit. You're like, like about fucking time. Yeah. Too little, too late. Yes. Right. And I look at Bojo now. And even though like the outcome is supposed to be the end of this situation, it's still too little. Too yeah. Late. It's like, always, there is it's no, always like, been too little. I can't too give late props to, to any of this. I right agree now. with it's you. Just it's like this was inevitable. A vaccination was inevitable. This was going to happen anyway. It couldn't have happened so- sooner, I guess. But still, no props. No, but yeah, I, it's great. I, I, it's great I agree, I agree with you. I agree with you. Actually, you're completely right on this one. I'm just saying that at the end of the day, every like I said, every dub is a dub yeah, at this stage. For you can't sure. take any, tub, yeah, any yeah, dub we'll, for we'll granted. We'll catch any dubs we can. Exactly. Yeah, in the same, sure. in that for sense, sure. like, yes, about fucking time, Bojo, <laughs> but also, I'm kind of thrilled. Like, I'm pumped <laughs> to yeah, see man. what's going to happen June, this summer. June's Dude, gonna be it's dope. one day before the first, the first uh, Euro 2020, I mean, it's supposed to be 2020, but Euro 2021 uh, game Euro for England. Sister. Okay. So on the twenty second, England is playing on the twenty oh, first. Oh, that's gonna be insane. Oh, that's gonna be murders, bro, for sure. Like the, f- I haven't. Okay, I think it's pretty well established that sports mm-hmm. is my the blood, like that just fuel. Like I'm I'm fueled by just watching sports, talking about sports yeah. and everything. And so, I look at, for example, the NBA this year, and I look at the Premier League this year. And so many good teams are getting absolutely thrashed, and so many bad teams are actually picking up. And also, we love to see an underdog win, but at the same time, sure. I'm kind of an elitist about sports. I like I like old money winning, you know. <laughs> sure, sure, I like sure. the Lakers winning yeah, 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 versus yeah. the Celtics, yeah. you know. I don't so like, like Premier League. It's supposed to be like so Premier League. I like Liverpool, yeah, and United and United City, City playing it, you okay. know, for who's gonna win. And now you see, you know, Everton is above Liverpool. Liverpool is like closer what's happening with liverpool this liverpool, season like, okay. what's wrong with them real quick give it like give a minute take on what's wrong with liverpool i'll give it a minute season. take super fast yeah. basically this is how jürgen klopp always fails always around the around the end of his mm. uh, tenure because he always he's the one who kind of invented i think they call it jejen pressing i don't know how to pronounce it mm. but it's basically ultra ultra pressing playing attacking football and transition football to you know overwhelm the team and so his players he has to rely on players who have an extreme amount of stamina and peak peak physical conditioning. Sure. And so when that happens, he develops absolutely insane teams. Mm-hmm. That Dortmund team that yep. thrashed Real Madrid 4-1 in 2013, that was one of those teams. But then around the end of that span, that time, players start breaking down. Sure. There's always a cycle. I think Helenio Herrera, who's like a legendary coach from the 1960s, said the third season is always fatal, right? I, was it Herrera? I think I'm pretty sure it was Herrera. Okay. And he said that. And yes, at some point, because the first season, you're like, okay, let me watch what's going to happen. The second season is when you push for the championship. And the third is when people start breaking down, you know, injuries and shit. Now, this is not 
Klopp's third season. This is like his seventh at Liverpool. Okay. But at some point, it was bound to be. This is like the fourth year of this squad, the Mane, Salah, um, Firmino, Wijnaldum, Wijnaldum, Firmino. Firmino is absolutely irrelevant at this time. Yeah. At this time, yeah. Thank God they got Diogo Jota. Like that's that's why um, it's not happening. That it's not working that well. But also because, okay. bro, late pushes to the Champions League every year, playing for the final, the semi-final. Sure playing for multiple tournaments, going to the Club World Cup, and then COVID hits, and so you have to play back in June, so you don't have preseason yeah. camp, and then you make it, you have to start playing like a month later. Yeah. At some point, that real, that's too much on okay, a human fair, being, fair, right? Fair, sure. And you know how, mu how much I'm pro-athlete all the time, and yeah, so always. I feel for them. But throughout all this, Man City's still at the top, so mm -hmm. that's cool, but also, you know, I, I'm, I'm dying to see finally... Um, Why, okay, why, why did I start with the football thing? Yes, because a big part of big, big teams and big clubs always winning is the fan base, okay? okay? Because when you can... That's the fear factor of going to the Camp Nou, playing against Barcelona and Barcelona. Sure. Is that you have 99,000 people chanting Barcelona. Wow. Right? You're... In, you're in the Coliseum. That's mm. really it. When they tell you, like, in the crucible, and the real fire pit, like gladiator type of shit mm -hmm. that's what playing in the camp new feels like Damn. you're going there to fight sure. because there are 90 there's 100k people yeah. booing you and there's 100k people chanting the opponent's the opponent's name that's ridiculous man i don't think we gauge how much yeah, that no, is I don't. and i haven't been to a, sta to a stadium in a long time yeah. but let me tell you when it's electric it's electric mm. what's the team known for having that whole home field advantage thing that's liverpool anfield okay they don't have that now And so you kind of oh, lose. Oh, didn't they just lose a game at Anfield or something recently? They lost four in a row for the first time since What? 1923. Wow. It's been almost 100 years since they lost four in a row at home. Because wow. of that. Because you don't have fans. The same way, Lakers have a much better record away than at home. Because you know what? Having that Laker nation mm. chanting you yeah. every time LeBron makes a pass, that gives, that gives the extra boost, the extra 10% for every role player. The big stars will always play good, no yeah. matter what. They're wired to do that. Mm -hmm. But to the average player, they need that boost. That's why rotation pieces always play better at home than away sure. in every sport. Sure. And we're finally going to get to see that with fans coming back at the end of the year. Around May, 10,000 people per stadium maximum. That's wow. still 10,000 more than we got now. Mm -hmm. And By the 21st of June, everything will be lifted. And so that Euro 2021 is going to be something incredible, man. I, I've been dying for an international tournament because every two years we have an international tournament. Yep. This is the first time we have like three years without three an international years. tournament because Euro and the Olympics were supposed to be last summer. Mm -hmm. Now they're going to be this summer. Yep. It's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm really pumped to see it because, like I said, sports is the one thing that unifies everybody. The Olympics, the World Cup, Euros, that's... That's what you live for, man. For real. As a sports fan, you live for these. Kids remember where they were. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you. Oh, my God. I'm going really way too much into sports right now. It's fine. Um, Take two more minutes. <laughs> okay. One of the things. So my, my love for football started with talking to my dad about football. You know, just yep. dad, what's this? What's that? My dad actually went to the World Cup when I was born in France in 98. And he, he didn't had, show up. Yeah, didn't show up. Absolutely. <laughs> Like I, I, thinking Respect. back, 
Like, no, I was a kid. I was like, what an asshole. Like, <laughs> I, I would never do that, that to my kid. But now thinking back, I'm like, World Cup? I get to see, I get to have a World Cup in a country that's two minutes away from me. Yeah. Like, I'm in Tunisia. The World Cup's in France. And I'm not, I'm going to watch my baby. Bro, I have an entire lifetime for him. Like, he can wait for a second. <laughs> okay? I can watch the World Cup. I'll definitely go watch the World Cup. And so, I, I kind of discovered my love for football through my dad because as a kid, We'd have this one as called Lahad Riyadi, if I remember, mm-hmm. and that's a, so on on Sundays uh, at night there is this sports program that would play in Tunisia that would talk about Tunisian football, mm-hmm. right? And it was like three hours. And as a kid, I would just sit there in the living room and watch my dad watch that show. And yeah. I'm talking like I was four or five, six years old, right? And that's like my prime prime because as a kid, obviously, you don't know that parents very well. Now my parents are my friends. At six years old, they're my parents, mm-hmm. right? And so that's the one time I get to see. Okay, let me see what my dad loves, and I'd watch him, and I'd be so passionate about it, and I would love it, and he would be so involved in it. And then later on, I would quiz him like, like wh- why why do you love football? Where did it start? And my dad always goes back to the same thing. He goes back to two events: the 1978 World Cup where Tunisia became the first African or Arab t- and or Arab team mm-hmm. to win a game at the World Cup, 3-1 versus Mexico. And the 1982 World Cup, by which he was 15, and that's really when you start getting to know football around sure. that age. And the 1982 World Cup was known for Italy being the complete underdog that should have been out f- by the first round. Mm-hmm. And they ended up winning the World Cup against one of the most talented teams ever two rounds before that, 1982 Brazil. My dad remembers every goal that Brazil team scored in the World Cup. Yeah. And I know every single one of those goals because I started watching because of that. What I'm trying to say is my entire existence in terms of like my entire relationship and bond with my dad sure. was based and strengthened solely on the fact that he watched these two World Cups. This is how much a social, a sports event during summer can impact somebody's life, Right. And oh, we're yeah. finally getting to see that. I know I'm playing it off as like way too dramatic, but this is how it happened for me. Yeah. And so when I tell you every World Cup, every Euro, every one of those events, every Olympic is for some kid out there. Special. It's special because mm-hmm. it will give them the time to bond with somebody they really care about. Yeah. Remember that 2018 World Cup here? I remember that. 20- yeah, it was amazing. Amazing. Like, for, uh, like here in London, getting mm. to watch "It's Coming Home," "It's was, Coming Home." That was some of the best, mem- the best summer of my life for mm. sure. Okay. And summer twenty sixteen was almost just as good. Sure. Uh, with a Euro, I didn't watch that one. But yeah, we I was obsessed with that that yeah. Euro because like that was the baccalaureate year and everything, and we're finally becoming adults. Actually, okay, officially we are adults adult, at this right? point. We we have to take that responsibility. Yeah, but in the, I'm saying like back then, as oh, 18 right, years right. old, you're like, yes, oh, yes, finally yes. an adult, right? No. Even though it wasn't really the case. <laughs> um, there's this theory that says you only you only become an adult once you start making your washing your own clothes. Yeah, big facts. I really believe in that. I yeah, I kind of do. Yeah, I, guess. I really believe I, in I that. I didn't do my shit until I got to university. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, different, different vibe yeah. entirely. But I wanted to say um, about you saying it, you didn't want to make it dramatic or whatever. It isn't. It really isn't because I mean we blow up the whole COVID's ending thing, and you're talking about sports coming back. Yeah, and so many people have other types of events, cinema, same kind of thing. I can't wait for movies to open back up. People yes. can't wait to go to concerts again. People can't wait to go clubbing. To clubs. People can't to, wait to, to go to bars. Whatever. People no, can't wait to be around. People. Fucking crowds, man. Yeah. Like we were talking. You said that number. You said that ninety thousand 
camp. Ninety nine thousand. Ninety nine thousand people, right? I yeah. can't one. I can't visualize that. I don't know what yes. a crowd that size. It's looks ridiculous. Like in the first place, right? But I have haven't even been in like a big crowd in a really long time, and I kind of fucking miss it. Which I'm not. I've never been a fan of crowds, but like go to a festival, be around like a plot of land that's just full of like five thousand five hundred to like a thousand people or whatever. Yeah. That's something, and people can't wait for, to like for, get back for, to it. For my dad, so my dad's birthday is on is on the twenty second of July. Mm-hmm. So for his birthday, about uh, for the twenty eighteen World Cup, I got him as a birthday gift. Tunisia went to the World Cup. I got him a ticket to go watch Tunisia play Belgium, mm-hmm. and my dad got the chance to, you know, go to Russia, and really enjoy for like three four days. Yeah, that World Cup energy, you know, but where we enjoyed it. Here in London, with the whole England is, because okay, as as was, North Africans, yeah. we always rep France, yeah. okay, because I've at that time there was this whole racist thing. I was like, oh, they're Africans when they lose, but they're French when yeah. they win, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But to me, they're Africans no matter what, because yeah, yeah. that's 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 I, you always get that link. Like for for me, right. watching football, if I if my if Tunisia doesn't win, then I want an Arab brother to win. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And if an Arab brother can't an win, African brother. I want an Ghana, African brother. Ghana, 20, I want Ghana uh, 14, 2010, 2010, 2010. I got Nigeria twenty fourteen. Mm. I can name all of them. Like Algeria eighty two, Morocco yeah. eighty six, Cameroon ninety, Nigeria ninety four, uh-huh. ninety eight. There was nothing. Twenty two, two thousand two, Senegal. Yeah. Two thousand six, nobody. Two thousand ten, Ghana. Twenty fourteen, Nigeria. Twenty eighteen, and Cote d'Ivoire, the Cotipal. No, no, it was, it was, it, they didn't do shit. They played. No, they played, but I'm looking. Oh, I'm talking yeah. about the ones that actually made a mark. Oh, these okay. teams, Algeria, two thousand fourteen. Sure. These oh, teams, right, these teams made history for Arab, for for Arabs and Africans, whatever. So you always rep them, mm-hmm. and so to me, France. That was always my like Pogba, my guy. Yeah, yeah Pogba's yeah, yeah, always yeah, yeah. my guy. Yeah. He'll. Oh, I don't care when people hate on him for Man United. But I'm like, he's my guy. That's <laughs> guy. That, that's my Zidane. That's yeah. the when my dad thinks of who, what player he relates to. He mm-hmm. relates to Maradona and Zidane because he grew up with Maradona and they became an adult with Zidane. Sure. Right. He got to appreciate Zidane as he speak. I got to appreciate Pogba, for, since I was a kid. Mm. And so to me. That guy could kill someone, and I'd still like say he's 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 not guilty, bro. He could kill someone in front of me. I was like, I ain't seen none. I love that man. Oh yeah. And so in that same sense, yeah, France, we're really going for it. Like, oh my god, man, I was. We were all repping France in British territory, mm-hmm. and there was like a chance yeah. for them to play in the World Cup final. That yeah. would have been funny. It would have been insane. That would have been hilarious. Oh, Thank God Croatia won because that would have been like a riot for sure in yeah. West in yeah. West London, the French area, West Kensington. That would have been funny. French but, people counted in droves that day. Like, mm-hmm. final, when they won the thing, you saw so many They took over French Piccadilly people. Circus. Yeah, entirely. And I'm saying, so imagine cool, if they won against England and that would have happened, that would have turned into a fight. Fully. For sure. <laughs> fully. I'm, I'm convinced that would have happened. But also, yeah, my dad went to Russia and got to experience that in the actual fan base thing. So, like, he'd be with the Tunisian guys. Yeah. And, bro, I recently checked his videos. He filmed in the stadium. And I'm like... That's that's exactly what's missing in my life right now. Mm-hmm. In in COVID times, that's what's missing. Being around 20,000 people and chanting some dumb shit. Sure. And I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I'm, the fact that the fact that it's going to end the day before England first plays. Yeah. I'm not an England fan mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. You best believe I'm absolutely like painting my head with <laughs> <laughs> with the cross yeah. for sure, bro. Sure. Cuz that's I don't know. There was, uh, I think, what was this? Uh, was it the, fir- the First World War in 1916 when, for Christmas, they decided to do a ceasefire? 
and they played uh, football. I, yeah, they made a movie about that. Yeah, yeah. For, that and they, yes, and yeah. they played football mm-hmm. during that thing, yeah. that during that that Christmas, like the Germans and French and, and, French and, and, and the British, English, yeah. and uh, and then they couldn't like, they couldn't fight after Afterwards, that. Yeah. In the same way, Ivory Coast, they stopped a civil war. Yeah. For football, DJ Drogba. I think that was like I don't know. Oh. I forgot which year that was, but they actually did a ceasefire just for football to watch the game. Yeah, wow. that's that. It has an impact. I'm telling you, sports unites people. And I get that. I get that. I cannot like, emphasize it enough. I've already heard someone criticize sports of being that whole like. Um, I don't. I'm not gonna throw out this term like I use it frequently or whatever. But I've heard it before. The whole uh, opium du peuple. Uh, the it's peop- a drug. Yeah, it, it's like yeah, it's it's just. I remember the per- this person criticizing football as just being this thing that like is fed to the masses to keep them quiet, you know, yeah. like keep them entertained and keep them distracted. So I all, I never I never gravitated towards that way of thinking with sports. So I always saw the whole unifying thing. Yeah, that sounds. It's and a, I'm yeah. I'm I'm like I said I'm I'm hyped to see that. But yeah, I'm sorry. Like that was a very long segment about sports. Mm. Not the people don't mind, man. I just I don't know. Thing. I just I don't I I pro- I prefer like I know it's a very niche thing, right? Well, so like like spor- sports is as mu- as widespread as it is, it's pretty niche in terms of topic for people to talk. Like th- it's very much its own archetype of people. Yeah, the sure. People don't want to listen to you like talk about. Yeah, who won the World Cup in '94? Like, no, it's not- fine. Like when you when you listed off the like uh, those world, the, uh, those Arab countries in the World yeah. Cup, you know, sure, pretty badass, sure. Yeah, but like respects to all those teams. And so, man, I remember 2019. That was the last time I watched like proper football. Yeah. That African Cup of Nations, Algeria mm. winning it. Sure. Riyad Mahrez scoring the goal in the semifinals at the last minute on a free kick. Mm. I celebrated it like my bro scored it. <laughs> and I'm like, Algeria's winning it. Oh, and yeah. oh, if it wasn't for shit collusion, Algeria would have played Tunisia in the world in the African Cup of, uh, of Nation final. But they played Senegal, they beat him. Ahsan. It's <laughs> <laughs> cool. Just dropping an Arab, like good riddance. Yeah, fair enough. Because Senegal didn't deserve to beat us in that semifinal. That was so rigged. That's why I hate African football, <laughs> for sure. Also, okay. okay so now to that's go back it, on the thing I wanted sports. to do just right before that, yeah. and it was about cancel culture. I was talking about. I was thinking about, for example, uh, in the same way that I said, celebrities, like they kind of. If you can't cancel them, I get why you should cancel them, right? Because their entire livelihood depends on. Their entire livelihood depends on being famous or or being appreciated by people so if sure. people don't appreciate them cancel them yeah, yeah sure yeah, like it makes but for sense but for, for the for the everyday person i'm not a big fan of that no matter how vile racist or yeah. ruthless they are sometimes it's not up to, because people aren't brands like, yeah they're not brands like you shouldn't fire. make a judgment no. call yeah based on what somebody puts on social media a celebrity yeah because they're putting everything on yeah. social media that's that's the point mm-hmm. but somebody who has i don't know who somebody for the everyday person who just has an Instagram, a TikTok, whatever, I get that sure. we should call out racist behavior and yeah. whatever. But canceling does not help calling that like does not help sub subvert or subdue that those biases. Yeah. It only accentuates them. Mm-hmm. Same when was this? Uh two a year ago when Sky Jackson basically ca- called out this kid who referred to a meme that has the N word in it. And so okay. because of that that kid got kicked out of school. Wait, what do you mean he referred to a meme that had... Guacamole and word penis. He sa- he says it? Yeah. Okay. How old is this kid? 12. Dude. Sky Jackson called him out, right? Yeah. 
canceled him basically wow. his parents got both his parents got fired no and he got kicked out of school no and then you expect way. this kid to not be racist fuck that man. i'm not saying that he has the right i would never like yeah sure. i would never make that sure. um like I, it's it, it's not his right to be racist yeah, yeah, yeah. but i mean once it is well, yeah we're not making we're not making commentary we're making an observation here in the sense that if this kid turns out to be racist now because of that, yeah, I can totally see it. Yeah, like it's it's not understandable, but it's very feasible, and so that's why yeah. this this guy playing vigilante, I think that's stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy on TikTok playing vigilante because you think you're doing the right thing. Yeah, you're absolutely not, man. You're actually making it way worse because a racist dude who's out there is kind of a problem, but a racist dude who keeps it to himself, but then acts on it when it matters mm-hmm. voting that kind of shit sure that's a much more dangerous prospect man and sure. so i don't know man pushing that whole woke agenda and virtue signaling everywhere mm-hmm. is not necessarily the best way to go about it and i'm thinking to i don't know i don't know i t- i said it a while ago we're making the the world is such that like was the world was designed in a way that you get into politics once you get older because yeah. now you have the full you have you a full reason. functioning brain yeah. that you can actually make opinions, form opinions. But the problem is um, with social media, we really pushed the narrative that, oh, yeah, everybody can get involved. Yeah. And you said something to me off the record last time that I think is actually very, very relevant to this, which is are we actually ready for the rate of evolution that this is like of, of society? Mm. I don't you said that you don't you're not sure we're ready. I agree with you. Like, yeah, I I, I want to that thing, right? This whole thing about celebrities being canceled and that being fine, right? Like, sure, that makes sense because celebrities are supposed to be used used to. And also, that's what they like prep themselves for to be scrutinized by the entire world. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, despite the fact that I look at social media and I think of two agents, right? Me and then everyone who's on the social media. I think of myself as an individual and then anyone who is on the platform as a collective. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't matter that when I put my shit out there, that's it. My shit's out there for 200 people or whatever. Bottom line, I'm an individual who posted it out there, right? I'm not ready to get a response from a 1,000 people dissing me for shit that I did. You make a mistake in real life, you get three people who criticize you for it or three Mm -hmm. people who punish you or put you back in your place. You make a mistake on social media today, you can't make a a mistake on social media today because even if you're a 12-year-old kid who says the N-word one time, a celebrity sky who's sky jackson sky jackson uh, i don't know who sky jackson is i think she played she she was uh she was in a disney show growing growing up um famous uh, could yeah, i call her famous fam- okay sure a celebrity going after a 12 year old kid yeah well, that kid isn't made a mistake that kid made a mistake and he's 12 years old educate him Teach educate him. him exactly right like with the scrutiny of the internet today people don't get to make mistakes anymore they're like because... oh educate yourself on the side and that's the end of it yeah yeah yeah. you don't get to make you don't get to make mistakes anymore because you don't really get a second chance yeah at that first impression mm-hmm. right like you just fuck up and that's it you get canceled well people don't need to hear about you for the rest of it. And if you're an individual, think about it this way, right? There isn't even the idea of a resurgence. A celebrity gets canceled. Gina Carano they have a gets to capitalize. That guy gets canceled. That's the end of his story and relevance to you. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to hear about that 12-year-old kid again. Mm-hmm. Unless he goes and does something with his life, positive or negative, because who knows, right? Yeah. But I'm never going to hear about this kid again. Individually, his individual yeah. life is fucked. Yeah. A lot but of, yeah. for example, meme- memeable 
like everybody who got memed at some point, yeah. they kind of disappear. And then you find them in a picture 10 years uh, later. Like, and you're oh, like, look, oh, it's, it's that, that meme person. 10 like, years oh, later. The, exactly. Right? The like, pet, like the toxic girlfriend, you know, that was a, that was a meme template for like, from like eight years or nine years ago. Yeah. The crazy girlfriend. I, yeah. Yeah. And now I, I saw a picture of her now way later and i'm like oh that's 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 her, that person sure. and then, but no okay she got memed in a good but way she kept doing but stuff, for doing. example somebody like um the lads the lads in jeans the lads in jeans okay so basically it's like four dudes uh-huh british dudes like dressed in that typical typical british sure, I, lads I mean i see it i see what it looks like and sure. they were used as a meme template for like uh, yeah dude um i voted boris whatever okay oh, yeah. <laughs> tory vibes you know sure. they were really um, they were used as a template for like, oh, the type of dudes who would say all lives matter and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Turned out these guys are really not like that. Sure. And they're trying to capitalize off of that. Like, yeah, dude, that really fucked with our mental health. Yeah. And uh, now we're trying to grow with it. And, you know, right. pro- like aware, spread awareness. And people are shitting on them. It's like, yeah, dude, you're capitalizing nah, on fuck like that, two dude. minutes of clout. You're like, no, no. They 100% them. get to capitalize. Yeah, they get shit. to because everybody fucking made fun of them for I don't know how long. Let them do that. That's one of the few instances where it actually happens and somebody can finally try to pick himself up yeah, after also, getting shit on by the internet. Yeah, yeah, also also the internet shouldn't be dissing people like that anyway cuz like think of, like we look at people on the internet like no, normal people who made it, right? Like internet celebrities I'm talking yes. YouTubers, uh whatever. I'm thinking YouTubers specifically. Yeah. But, right? Like normal people just like us who made it and are now famous to us, right? Yes. So anyone could make it. A David Dobrik. It, right? Exactly, right? So imagine yourself as an individual. You you and I, individuals, making this podcast, yes. right? If this gets the tiniest bit of a, a hint of clout, yes. right? You best believe that I'm going to do everything in my power to capitalize on it, even yes. if it is negative. And, and I think publicity. we said it last time. I was like, I could never get canceled on that because, like, we played the brand game. Yeah, yeah, play the brand game from, for sure. from like since I was 15, right? Like this is just it's a performance. <laughs> exactly, right? Like keep it straight. You're but, going it like I'd go into like like in the scope of the barstools bag, <laughs> the barstool bag, you go, I go, I go, my, to Joseph, you become thing. a streamer <laughs> on Twitch, just <laughs> gaming, yeah, criticizing <laughs> movies, watching movies on, on a live be, stream. That'd be, and just, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I'm just saying people shouldn't be criticizing those, the lads or whatever mm-hmm. for trying to capitalize on being dissed by the entire internet. By exactly. The way. Like fuck off. Like they got shit from a population. They get to fucking capitalize. Absolutely. Them. Um, but yeah, but yeah, the whole thing about people not being equipped, us not being equipped for the technology that is like social media and whatever. Yeah, I just think I'm, we're not going to board the whole thing because there's way too many facets that any one of you listening right now is thinking about. Everybody right? could actually make up a dystopian take about us yeah, not being yeah, well like, equipped. Like it it could, can very like, much veer into Black Mirror like, super quickly. Yeah, like add two, three features to what social media is today and, and it's a Black Mirror episode. And For sure. That, that's that's fucking cliche in its own right. That's I think the, the whole point of Black Mirror is when your phone's on sleep, it looks like a Black Mirror, and you see yourself mm. reflected in the void of the no content of yeah. your phone. You know that's Black Mirror, so I guess it's supposed to be deep like that. But I mean, like, but there is a hint of truth to to to, 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 to every the, dystopian idea they could have about technology. Yeah. That's that we're only really one or two mishaps, miscalculations away from. A cataclysmic thing, like, and, and not saying like, oh, in the when I say cataclysmic, I'm thinking of a bomb or anything. I'm yeah. thinking of a major, major cataclysmic shift in sure. society yeah, that yeah, yeah. we can never get take back. Yeah, like, and I, we're only one, like, one misstep away from hmm. that. At every single thing that's evolving, let's look at, at the credit card thing, for yeah. example. You know how like online shopping is big, and it's like, okay, sure. you can absolutely, it's completely safe now. Let's say it weren't, okay? Let's say it weren't. The world would crumble. Yeah. 
from f- like in a minute, right? Same way with Bitcoin, mm-hmm. the way like now Bitcoin is rising yeah. nonstop. And my dad is always like, why aren't you investing in Bitcoin? I'm like, because there is no safe Bitcoin, like no 100% foolproof Bitcoin wallet to this day. So mm-hmm. I would trade not making massive gains over losing all my money because a hacker stole it, right? Yeah. That's something you never that would never happen in a yeah, bank, yeah, yeah. right? In the same in that same way like you see how one one little thing could change the entire world, mm-hmm. okay? Could change an entire life. In that same way, yes, it's it can get dystopian extremely quickly. Yeah, like like even if you don't consider it be actually becoming dystopian, think about it like you how see close a future to the being edge implemented and can you think of it? Can you visualize it for a second, right? Like you were saying, like with every change that comes, we notice, you notice how close maybe you might be getting to these things. When COVID started and everyone started living at home, mm-hmm. right? Like for a second, you know, those like really high buildings in Blade Runner, you know, when you see sci-fi yeah, films. Yeah, with underground kind of like, cities. Yeah, I'm not underground. Sure, underground cities. Yeah, the cities like, about, at the to- and then at the top. Skyscrapers that, that go miles up into yes. things and people stacked up in little, little things. Containers up on top of each other, right? Yeah. All of a sudden when COVID happened and we were living on Zoom and in our homes, You're I like, this, like, this I can, can see that happening. Yes. Like, realistically, the world's agree. population is ready to stay at home. Mm-hmm. Like if we had to, which we did. You saw, like, okay, sure, people kept going out, whatever, but the world stopped and stayed at home. If if I started, if five years ago I started, I made a dystopian novel. I decided to be the next. Uh, um, I don't know Orson Welles. Orson Welles. Sure. Orson right? Welles. The sure. guy, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna make 1984 again, mm-hmm. and I'm starting this story that that way. I'm saying, at some point, there's gonna be a huge a huge pandemic that's gonna keep us all at home. Economies are gonna crumble, yep. but then we realize that we can work from home, mm-hmm. and so we don't need to be around. Like it became a danger to be around another human being, so mm-hmm. we all isolated. And people realize, oh, we can also be productive doing that way. The yeah. same way that for Japan now, they're thinking, why don't we just why make everybody work from home? Yeah, exactly. And that's that. You would you would think, okay, that's a realistic start to a dystopian novel, right? Yeah, exactly. It just happened. That's it literally it. Like, just happened. It, this is the state where today, right? Like people used to talk about tele. Have we already done this before? People used to talk about telecommuting. The term telecommuting. People mm-hmm. having to move to go work. Mm-hmm. Right? Fuck that. Telecommuting isn't a thing anymore. Like today, you can just work from home and not have to. The go advantages anywhere. are way and too big for you to just huge. like go to work. Honestly, yeah. the advantages are way too great. Like instead of waking up at six in the morning, making breakfast for your kids, taking your kids to school early, dressing, putting on makeup for a girl that's also a hassle. You have to do your hair and yeah. everything because you have to be presentable at but the office. Still, mm-hmm. still have to be presentable. No, no, no. But in the <clears> sense <throat> that you have to wear heels, which is like some mandatory in some sure, offices. And it's sure. like it's a hassle. There's where, operational costs yes, to having to leave. And then you have to commute. You make so you wake up at six in the morning so you can start your work at nine. Yeah. Instead, I have a friend now who wakes up at eight forty-five, mm. puts on just a little like just goes and washes their face. Yeah, exactly. And, That's really and just goes it. To work. And literally eats breakfast while doing work. Yeah. Bro, that's so much better because the people will be more productive when they have an extra three hours for themselves, whether they sleep, read a book, hang out with their kids or their husband or mm. wife. It doesn't matter. They have yeah. three more hours every day, every morning. People will be more productive at work. And that's and that's what we've seen now. And because of that, well, working from home is much, much, much better. And also, you don't have to pay rent for companies. They don't have to buy a huge, like, they don't have to lease a huge yeah. corporate offices. offices. And so it's better for everybody. And you're like, okay, so we're fully transitioning into this whole work from home thing. My bad. Yeah, that's um, So like, we're fully transitioning into that. And 
bro, a couple of degrees of away from that, dystopian. Yeah, but okay, see, this is what I want to ask, okay? Because from the beginning of COVID, I think that whole thing of if it's if this whole working from home thing is so well for companies, why would any of them go back to the way things were? And most right? of them probably won't. Go probably back. won't. Okay, but see, we talk about shit moving too fast mm -hmm. for us, and this sounds like shit moving too fast. Like there's no there's no way that all of a sudden the whole world is supposed to adapt to I don't know fifty percent of the workforce working from home. Okay, that was to me to a, a throwaway statistic. No, no, I know I I agree with you, but to me it's even worse when I think um. So learning, like, okay, learning, say, learning. I don't want that way of life. Yeah, I don't for want sure. This. And what I'm saying is there is another section and I don't know the logistics of it, but I'm thinking this could get, 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 well, this could get even worse. Mm -hmm. And it's in the educational standpoint. Think about this. So if you want to get educated about something, read a book, that's the end of it. Go to sure. school, whatever. Look the point up. of, of education is that it's free and available for everybody. They can do it. They don't need, you don't need a computer. You can go to school and whatever. The problem is now the whole um, let's you know school at home yep. thing is that essentially yep. every kid has to have a computer now, right? Facts. And so, whereas like yeah, I'm not thinking about the money like oh how are they gonna afford a computer because if they're gonna enforce kids having to work at home, the government will subsidize, um, you know, people from a lower well uh, um. Sorry, from a lower, lower um, income. Lower household. income. I was looking for the word income. From a lower, lower income group, getting a computer for their kids. Like yeah. they will find a way. But what yeah. I'm saying is, now you're basically forcing a kid mm -hmm. to be on the internet yeah. from a very young age and be normalized by it. Yeah. I completely disagree with that. I honestly, I was think I was talking about it to a friend yesterday, and I said there is no fucking way in hell my kids are ever having gonna, ever gonna have social media until like they're like 17, 18. They one hundred percent. They should not have to bear the consequence, bro. I'm looking at it and I'm like, this shit is too much for a kid. Yeah. It's going too yeah. fast. Like I wouldn't even call myself one of those kids who was affected by social media on a mental. Or like I wasn't one of those like chase popularity, chase the likes guys yeah. on social media, so I didn't feel like that was affecting me. In but you're looking at kids now. But I'm looking at kids now, and, and also you're... I'm also looking at myself now. Yes. With 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 not even having to be on social media, with social media being a thing, and everyone, it, the available the, the possibility of everyone to just put all their shit out there for anyone really. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're going way overboard by doing this, mm -hmm. um, and giving people like access to fucking hour long conversations. Yes. That, Okay, I remember I was bitching to a friend about this the other day, and it was about you, actually. I was bitching about you, which is fair. Oh, cheers. But I, <laughs> but I, was, ta talk about, I was telling him about this thing that I'm kind of getting annoyed about the fact that I only get to see you because I've never been the fan of, I've never been a fan of, like, having to share so much of me to, like, one person or whatever. So, like, right now, I'm like, I wish I didn't see Aziz as much because I feel like keeping shit to myself. You get what I mean? For sure. No, because no, I, I agree. Yeah, that's, yeah, not, that's not a diss. No, it's, I completely... It's so not a diss, but it's like... It, it's I completely even, understand. Yeah, it's like... It's even though like I want to keep it to myself... It's almost feeling like codependence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, essentially, we're the we're only two people mm. here in London that hang out and we we do a podcast. That's a, It's kind of codependent yeah, at this stage. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little, <laughs> a little bit. bit. Um, but I was saying... Like, in the same way that, like, I'm sick of sharing so much shit with you and I want to find my own privacy. Mm -hmm. Like, I looked at social media. And, and you always have that prospect of I could be doing real nice shit on my social. Like, I'd love to be posting mm -hmm. 
two posts a week or whatever. I, I'd love to be doing that shit. I'd come up with like, I'd take nice photos, do my shit, whatever. But at the same time, I don't want to overshare this, this uh, fucking culture of oversharing online. I don't know, bro. Just takes away this whole idea of us being individuals. I think we already talked about this thing about, um, Convergence, cu- convergence culture. Nah, no, no, yeah, I just got way too fake deep with though because I said individuals yeah. and then you said convergence culture and I'm like, wait, that's too many. That's too much jargon. It's too many know. layers <laughs> that's of, like, that's of, of deep of depth. Uh, but, but yeah, but um, uh, the individual. I forgot what I was saying. So fuck it. No, you were saying that. Yeah, at some point, like we're kind of drifting away from the whole. We're individuals. Let's keep our. You know what makes us individuals to ourselves. We're oversharing. Oh right, our right, right. Media. I, I remember we talked about this. I think on the podcast. Um, this on social media people sharing um like do you know when you go to the airport and it's like early in the morning it's foggy like anyone who is in Abu Dhabi who or in Abu Dhabi and has gone to the airport at that knows time knows exactly, exactly what yes. the fuck I'm talking knows exactly what that air feels like yeah. what that sounds like what that vibe in the in the car is like all of you know what that is on social media you started seeing a lot of posts like oh don't you remember doing this as a kid and as a kid this isn't the kind of shit that you know that everyone's doing, right? Oh, yeah. In the podcast, I remember I said it like how uh, with um, I said with the advances in social media, uh-huh. we're kind of realizing we all live the same childhood at yeah, some point. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and like with social media, everyone like oversharing this shit. When I was saying the whole not individuals thing, that's what I mean. I just mean the whole like, it just kind of feels the same. Like it doesn't, yeah. you, you couldn't differentiate my Instagram page from like 200 other guys. For sure. No, I agree with you. I agree and my with Instagram you. page doesn't say shit about me either. No, which I, counterintuitive, I guess. I don't even know what also, the point. It's of always a performance at this point. It is a performance. Yes. I don't know what the point of my social media accounts is at this point. I agree. No, I agree. Same, same here. But in the same, in the same, in, like in that same um, thought process, I'm like, what, what I was saying. I was saying this to the point where I don't feel like I want my kids to have any kind of social media for until their brains are developed enough that they know how to cope with it. Yeah. This is a drug, man. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't want them to fall off. Like I, they, I they're going to crash real hard yeah. at some point because of it. And I don't want that to happen. And so the fact that now if, if it ever gets to the point where kids are forced to stay, to go on the internet, yeah. they're, we're not, we're not equipped. We're not equipped for that. Yeah. They're not equipped from the age of the, like a kid handling an iPad at five years old is not natural. It shouldn't be. It's normal now, and I disagree with it. I just I don't like it. I never liked it. I fucked with a Game Boy big time when I was a kid. Okay, yeah. the Game Boy Advance, two thousand and four, yeah. two thousand and four, two thousand and five. I got a Nintendo. Then I got a, and one of the things my parents, I love everything they did for me. But you know, I I would like to raise to raise my kids the same way my parents raised me. But one thing I know mm-hmm. for sure, I'm definitely pushing the let's you know that thing i just said about my dad how i felt like i would reach out to my dad through our love for football mm. and i kind of not even organically developed a love for football to connect with him it was kind of manufactured at this point okay i'm definitely gonna try to manufacture so many things to link with my kids like let's for example i'll get a um uh, a training knife to my kids when they're seven and let's cook together. Let's oh, okay. go to the cinema. Let's go. Yeah. Let's do everything that makes you not want to go on the internet yeah, right sure, now. Sure. And so that's the one thing I would change. I would get my kids into like four sports. Like I know for a fact, track, basketball, football, yeah. and swimming definitely going to be mm, in my kids' cool. lives cool, cool, cool. at some point. Because you know what? They might hate me at first. Oh, every, every kid has an Instagram or whatever the fuck it's going to be in sure. 10, 20 years. 
you, at when, once they're going to be 20, 21, 22, they'll thank me for it. You probably. They'll thank me for it. Like Hopefully. work in that same way I said, I don't want my kids to have body uh, body image issues. Yeah. Just do sports. Yeah. Work on your health. Yeah. Don't develop. Like I'll teach them how to eat correctly so they never develop uh, food eating disorders. Sure. And that's my legacy to them. Like that's, I'm giving them health. Health. Yeah. Uh, well-being. Health. <laughs> education and that's it yeah. and and passion like if they fuck with movies or sports passion. or or cooking or anything if they fuck with it the same way i fuck with those things uh-huh. then we have something to connect yeah. on if they don't fuck with it that's fine but later on that's fine early on i'm enforcing that shit or whatever they like i'm enforcing whatever they think they like mm-hmm. for for a while at least it will teach them discipline and it will teach them to like not stay on the internet too long man i'm i'm I don't know. It sounds very boomer-like, but um, I don't know, man. You said it. We're not well-equipped. We're not equipped enough for the way it's moving to f- how fast yeah. the world is moving, the internet, technology. Um, I'll be damned if I let my kids fall into that trap. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's my last uh, <laughs> statement for today. This got feel, very dark, I very feel, dystopian. I feel, I feel. Yeah, you said 13, unlucky. 13, yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, think, I, th- I still think this is pretty good. But... um. Yeah, bottom line, I think um, the whole social media not maybe not being the best thing for the human race or whatever. I just mean it in the sense that technology has been a, 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 a massive driving force it, it, progression-wise. Like, mm-hmm. like, we've evolved exponentially thanks to technology, right? Um, but in recent years, wh- I, the way I see it going is technology wouldn't be pushing us forward anymore. It would just be dragging us behind it. Like we'd have, we'd be playing catch up yeah. with tech at this point. Yeah. And that's not the way we're supposed to be living. I don't think so. I, I don't believe it at all. But like, yeah, bottom line, hopefully our kids are healthy, smart, passionate, curious uh, individuals. And hopefully they're attractive too. If we na- manage to fucking nail some, someone who fucking levels out. Our yeah. If we manage to like reach, you know, get to... like uh, two more points above my shit is what for I'm looking sure, for. You for know, sure. plus two, that's all I'm looking for. So I guess we'll wrap it up there. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Have a good week and we'll see you next, next week. week. Peace. Peace.